0: Hey, welcome back to Season 3 of Pigeon Hockey, a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. This is Chris, and today's co-host, Sam and Heath.
1: What's up, everybody? Good morning, hockey fans.
0: And you know us. We don't claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So how's life, boys?
2: Pretty good. Pretty good.
1: It's been a, it's been a long summer for me working with kids, but uh, yesterday was my last day of dealing with that, so I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing all right today. <laughs>
0: working at a camp or
2: something or
1: yeah exactly sports camp for uh at my local ymca
2: oh Oh, nice giving back giving back
1: (laughs) but i'll tell you more about that (laughs) (laughs) well i
0: think it's uh you know camps are happening not only there at the ymca but they're happening all over the usphl and the ncdc right now a lot of main camps are happening and it's that time of year so we got more announcements of uh, more signed players, and then we're going to talk about those players. And then thereafter, everyone hang on. We'll be uh, kind of starting to talk about our Fantasy League, the second year of the USPHL West slash NCDC this year. I guess basically the USPHL after dark, Pigeon Hockey Fantasy League After Dark. I don't have an official name for it yet, but it'll be After Dark something. Uh, Fantasy League. We had it last year. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about how that all happens, including draft days and everything. So uh, uh, I'm excited to talk about that. But, boys, we've got some signings. Uh, teams have been busy. Um, even though they might not be announcing so much on their uh, their pages, Elite Prospects exist. So, this information is kind of collection between what teams are announcing, what individual players and teams are coming back and telling me, and then what's available on elite prospects. So if you're not on a team and you're mentioned on a team, reach out. And if you're not mentioned but you should be on a team, reach out. Uh, you can also see the actual rosters we see on our Instagram posts. So if you've already been announced in one of the previous four or five recordings of signings, you won't be on this one. Uh, this will just be anybody that hasn't been announced since our previous signing. So I will start here and I will be Vernal. So let me go over to Vernal's roster. Oh, wow. Okay. So they have one signing and uh, he played there last year. Uh, Sam, you should be familiar with him as well. Marco Casanelli from Torino, Italy is back. And last year he put up 39 points in 27 games played with Vernal.
1: Yeah. When I saw that, that name, uh, when I was looking at the document, I was like, oh yeah, that name does sound familiar. And I remember him being pretty good for Vernal. On the forward side of things. So I think he's a skilled player and another huge returner that they need considering, you know, some of the talent that they lost already for players going to the NCDC, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Since the last time that you guys did signing announcements, I believe just one new signing and it literally happened yesterday. Andras, I'm not sure if I'm saying that 100% correctly. Andras Kel out of Budapest, Hungary slash the UK. Uh, he's a forward righty and he split time between the GMHL's Mackenzie Mountaineers and uh, Niagara Predators last season, putting up 54 points in 17 games. My goodness, pretty good numbers. Those are
2: are really scary numbers. I think he was
1: too good for that league. That's just going to be my analysis for that. uh, For that, numbers.
2: (laughs) Yes, hopefully,
0: he lights it up there for Rogue Valley.
2: Exciting, very exciting, very exciting for Rogue Valley. And uh, moving on to the Casper Roughnecks. We got a goalie signing. They're only signing of recent days. Matt High Cubes, who played for the Wolves U17, looks like a really good signing for them. He's an 06 goaltender, so he'll be there for at least this year and probably next year within the USPHL, I would assume.
0: I'm excited because I'm always excited when I see goalies being signed. And he's young. He's like, what, 06 yes. out of Czechia, huh?
2: Yeah, 06 out of Czechia. So,
0: yeah going to be interesting to see uh, him compete for the net there. But Seattle, again, not a lot of signings here for Seattle, but they've added one player since we've last chatted, and that's going to be Maddox, I'm assuming Kai. But uh, Maddox Kai is a 2005 out of Surrey, British Columbia. He's a left defenseman, and he's an offensive defenseman, putting up 26 points in 40 games with the PIJHL's Surrey Knights last season. Pretty excited to see him on the, the back end for the Seattle Totems.
1: And then last up, we got Bellingham for the Northwest Division. And they've got two signings, um, one of which was a returning player, Brady Beliveau, 06, out of Port Moody, British Columbia. I remember him on the forward lines last year, lefty shot, and he's big. He's already six one, so, you know, I'm sure that they're happy to have him back. And then next up, we got Jackson Taylor, a defenseman out of Ogden, Utah, 04. Uh, he played for the Ogden Junior Mustangs, 18 Double Eight in the NHPHL last year.
0: It doesn't seem like it's been that busy in the Northwest. I can't say that the Pacific and the NCDC Mountain Division have been the same. It's been pretty quiet, I don't know, a few weeks for the uh, the Northwest. But let's now talk about the Pacific. Who's got the first team in the Pacific? I think that's you, Heath.
2: Yes, it is. It's my Fresno Monsters. We're going to start on the left wing. Uh, Yigor Uh, I think I totally just I butchered that name.
0: Kap- okay, okay, let's go. Let's try this out. I'm going to go.
2: Kibataev? I, Kibataev. Kibataev. yeah let's try that one uh, that, that's
0: yeah.
2: a mouthful he's a 5'9 forward he shoots left he looks like a pretty decent player from his elite prospects moving over to Connor purdue he will be wearing number 44 for fresno he's 18 years old he's 5'10 and last season he played for the bakersfield roughnecks for a short period of time so getting a a foe, a friendly foe in the building. I'm sure the Fresno fans will definitely enjoy that one. And then going over to the right hand side, we have Gavin Clark. He is a 17-year-old, six foot one, right-handed shot. Last season played for Smith's Fall Bears of the U 18 AAA in 42 games played. He had three goals, 13 assists for 16 total points and 56 penalty minutes. Woo.
0: <laughs> Gets himself into a little bit of trouble.
2: That's what that would seem. <laughs>
0: Uh, let's shift over here to Lake Tahoe. They've got a couple signings. They have recently, very recently signed, played with uh, Pueblo last year, and it's Greg Kagan. Uh, he's a right shot forward, a 2004 out of Spokane, Washington. And they've also, they haven't announced it, but it's on their lead prospect, so I'm going with it anyway, so sorry, coach. But uh, it's going to be Rasmus Ronquist. He's a uh, goalie, a 2003 out of Stockholm, Sweden. Last season, he split time between the, I'm going to assume it's Tregsons IF, And the Tragsons IF2. So uh, I definitely know I'm not saying that right. So feel free to reach out, Rasmus, and correct me. So who are we moving on to next? I think that is you, Sam. you got Long Beach.
1: Uh, Yeah, next up we got Long Beach. And we're going to start on the forwards. Two forward signings lately. And uh, Connor Nieto, a forward out of California, who's a returnee. Split time between the Shredders and the California Wave AAA program last year. And then we got Roman Chernak out of Medicine Hat, Alberta. Uh, righty shot, 04. Split time between the MJHL's Portage Terriers and the HJHL's Medicine Hat Cubs last year.
2: Not too shabby. Not so too who shabby. do we
0: got next? We've got you, right? We got,
2: we got Ontario next. And Ontario keeps their big boy size uh, that we all saw last year, signing two players, both at six foot three. We have a forward, Jay Spodnar. He's a nineteen year old left shot forward at six foot three. Last season he played for the Rock Springs prospectors. In forty four games, he had seven goals, fourteen assists for twenty-one points. And we moved to the back end, a defenseman. Diego Flota. He is a six foot three defenseman, a 20 year old out of Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. They're both out of Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. In 34 games played, he split time between the Utah Outliers and the Provo Predators, where he played a total of 38 games between the two. In those 38 games, he had one goal, one assist for two points. And Provo, he had five assists in uh, his most games played, which was 34.
0: And I would, Sam. You got San Diego, which has nothing.
2: Yes, San San Diego has nothing, Sam, and that is going to stay that way for a while. It's yeah. not. It's not that they're not signing players; they're just not announcing it. They're pulling what we all hate as fans, yep. as as commentators that watch this game, as guys who want to draft guys to our fantasy teams. It's going to be very difficult to draft from San Diego this year. But
0: if you got the insider knowledge that Ethan Blackburn has found his way to finagle himself back into an extra year of junior hockey and he's starting, <laughs> that's not
2: right. <laughs> no no and if he finagled it then uh, i want to know who he's finagling to get that done uh i'm actually in 03 i was good. born
0: january 1st 2003 yeah, what? yeah
2: my birth certificate was wrong the entire time you know yeah uh, we, we
0: just got it fixed so i'm back yeah,
2: boys yeah yeah back for uh my 18th year <laughs> in the in the usp uh yeah <laughs> well so we look true. forward to
0: talking to ethan soon too so we're taking all the shots we can yeah he's a pretty yes, big do. guy so i can take him over here because i'm safe
2: Yes. Yeah. Well, I think I think he's got you beat by a few inches over there. Oh, well, he I does. That's why I said he's
0: a pretty big guy. So that's why I'm like, uh you know, I can talk all the shit I want here because I'm across the ocean. Come at me, Ethan. So, <laughs> you know.
2: <laughs> oh, and mo- and moving on, moving on to Las Vegas, <laughs> the Las Vegas T-Birds that have been recently rebranded by AI. Uh, I love it. Yes. Yes. It's an interesting, interesting move for them. They had an iconic logo as it was. Um, But, you know, it's debatable, but I do. Mm -hmm. I don't mind it. I'd like to see what they come up with with their jerseys. Uh, I think the jerseys could have can really pull this whole thing together. Uh, They've had pretty sick jerseys in the past as it is. So I'm looking forward to seeing those. But starting up the middle. We have Joe Gronsol, a 20 year old six foot one shoots left. last season, he played in the NA3HL. He had 38 games played with 23 goals, 28 assists for 51 points. Uh, that is that is a uh, that's a point, point getter right there. That's a great that's signing a for them. That's a great signing for them. Moving on to the right wing, we have Jack Doob. Uh, If I mispronounce that name, let me know. It might be Dubé. He's a 19-year-old forward, uh, 5'11", right-handed shot. Last season, he played for the Omaha Mastery 18U AAA, where he had, in nine games played, he had one goal and three assists for four points. And they got younger, signing a 15-year-old, Rafael Belly-Peltar. Hopefully, I I think it's going
0: to be pelletier
2: Politier, all right. Yeah. Um. That's why I'm not Canadian. Uh. So fifteen, <laughs> a fifteen-year-old. He's five nine. Last season, played. It looks like I am going to butcher that name. I'm just going to say that he played in the QM 17 Triple That's the league he played for. Because I'm not going to. Is that the Albatros,
0: the Quebec uh, Albatros?
2: yes 17 AAA in yeah, the, M- the college yes. of Notre Dame albatross yeah yes he, where he had 31 games played five goals seven assists for 12 points if you're signing at 15 years old in the USPHL that's a guy to keep an eye on that's for sure yep then moving on to Matt Ryan he is not a quarterback this time he's going to be <laughs> on he's going to be not blowing leads uh, he is playing defense for them. He's a 20 year old out of Arizona. He shoots right. He's six foot one. Last season played for the Pueblo Bulls, where he had 14 games played, one goal, four assists for five points. Moving on to more defensemen, we have Tyler Stevenson. He is a six foot one, 18 year old out of Canada, a right handed shot. And last season, uh, he played for the Regina Capitals for 24 games where he had one goal moving on to open Looks up like the a state. twin
0: brother, Jacob, it,
2: Jacob, Jacob, twin brother to Peltier. He's again, 15 years old, five, nine. So they did sign twins last season played for the same team as his brother. 32 games played with three assists.
0: That's awesome. Can you guys hear the music by chance? This is a great test of my new mic.
1: No,
2: slightly, okay, you but hear it's the not music. bad. Slightly, Okay, but that's not good. Bad.
0: Yeah, so listeners, I apologize for last week's mic. We tested it out and it sucked. So I won't name <laughs> the brand. I should have known better. And considering the price point, I was really disappointed with it. Um, this mic, which is now dealing with very loud music, I, I got. I'm going to look out the window. I got to see what's happening. Somebody's walking down the street with like eight speakers. Anyway, these bikes that have all this crap attached to them. Uh, pretty popular here. It's uh, we're recording this, ladies and gentlemen, on a Saturday night here in Copenhagen. So. Noise is expected, so that's why it's a great test for this mic. <laughs> yeah, the bass is getting really bad right now. Anyway, you know what, though? With all this music happening in the background, this might be a good time to bring up at least the first sponsor for this episode, and that's going to be uh, Raycon. So, uh, yeah, even if you're not able to join me in this blissfully cool but quite loud Copenhagen this summer, you can still escape into that vacation state of mind. Whether spending your summer at a training camp where you need some upbeat music to pump you up or, much like me, need to vibe out to some Lord Huron or sticky fingers, you can still create your own summer soundtrack by popping in Raycon Wireless Earbuds. The Earbud Tap function allows me to toggle between three customizable sound profiles, noise isolation, and awareness mode. Let me tell you right now, Raycons are the best way to listen as they come with custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit, and have a 32-hour battery life, including eight hours of playtime, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. They start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good, and And Raycons come with a 30-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. So create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, Pigeon Hockey podcast listeners get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. We again want to thank Raycon for sponsoring this episode. Boys, I think the music hopefully has passed here. But uh, it is definitely a vacation state of mind here in Copenhagen. Uh, A nice Saturday night in uh, in this city is always quite a loud one. we will not be sleeping again tonight. um, (laughs) Let's break into the NCDC. What do you think?
2: Yes. Sounds good.
0: All right. Well, I guess I'm starting here because I have the Ogden Mustangs. So let me go over to the roster. And (laughs) Oh, my goodness. They've been busy. So, um. Maybe not so much in announcements, but their elite prospects has been crazy. So we're going to start with left-handed shooter Cooper Fink. He's a 2004 out of Minnesqua, Wisconsin. Last season, he played with the SIJHL's Cameron River Fighting Walleye and Fort Francis Lakers and the USPHL's Boston Advantage Premier and NCDC squads. They've also signed Sean Terry, another uh, left-handed shooting forward. He's from, I guess this is going to be East Quogue, New York. Uh, it means. looks like Quogie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's New York, so I should know, but I've never heard of it. So it's got to be like on the eastern part of the state. But he's a 2004, and last year he split time between the Utica Junior Comets 18U, USPHO Premier, and NCDC squads, putting up 73 points in 57 games played. Uh, not too shabby on numbers. They've also signed TJ Gibson, another left shooting forward. He's a 2005 out of Rochester, Minnesota last season playing with the Minnesota Gray Ducks, 18U AAA of the NAPHL and the Rochester Century High School program. They've also signed Sam Anderson, another left-handed shooting forward. He's a 2006 out of Syracuse, Utah, last year playing for the Rocky Mountain Rough Riders 16U AAA, putting up 48 points in 51 games. They've also, I'm going to say here, he's a right shooting forward, and it's going to be Max von Klingerith. That's what I'm going with. And he's a 2004 out of Edina, Minnesota. Last season played with the Sioux Falls Power, 18U AAA, and Gentry Academy. They've got a center, right shooting center, Carson Melquist. He's a 2005 out of Rogers, Minnesota. Last season splitting time between the Minnesota Lakers AAA U18 program and Rogers High School program, putting up 34 points in 38 games played between the two organizations. They've also signed Peyton Strzok, a right winger, who last season played for the Windy City Storm 18U AAA. Say that five times real fast. And he's a 2005 out of Rogers, Minnesota. On the back end, they've re-signed Teddy Hember. All Mustangs fans should be familiar with him. He's a 2003 out of Stockholm, Sweden. Last season, putting up 63 points in 57 games. Also returning is left defender Luke Foss, another very offensive defenseman. He's a 2003 out of Eagle, Idaho, last season playing up 63 points in 54 games. They've added three more defensemen, including Michael Carvelis. He's a 2004 out of Pasadena, California, a left defenseman. Last season playing for the Loomis Chafee School. Chafee? I'm going with Loomis Chafee School, which is a high school prep program, as well as the Yale Junior Bulldogs 18U AAA. Adding as well another left defender is Liam Lindgren. He is a 2005 out of Abu, Sweden. Last year playing for the Timra IKJ18. And finally, their last addition in the last few weeks has been and very most recent addition because he's not yet on Elite Prospects roster is right defender, Jackson Lord. He's a 2005 out of Springfield, Missouri. Last season, he was a solid point producing D-man from the Team Wisconsin and Homestead High School program where he was an assistant captain. And uh, I think we're now moving on to Utah, Sam. And Utah has names. They haven't announced them, but it's on their lead prospects. So Utah's giving it away. <laughs> and uh, good luck, Sam. With uh... <laughs> So I'm going to say, if you need help with any of this, we're all going to take a shot. Yes. Because you got some fun names, Sam.
1: We got Braden Boucher, a left forward out of Newport Beach, California, who last season played for the Hamilton High, USHS, Arizona, and Phoenix Junior Coyotes, putting up 32 points in 23 games. Next up, we got a center, David. Oh, wow. That is, yeah. Yeah, I'm going
0: to go. It's like I'm going with Matt Sankanian. David (laughs) Monsankanian?
1: We'll go with that. That sounds great. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. That works. Uh, 05 Sorry, center out of California, uh, LA, and he played for the Anaheim Junior Ice Dogs 18 AAA last year. And then last up, we got a goalie signing A-O. where, once again, not going to get this right. Not going to get a few of these things right. Levente, Hegedus. Uh, I think they of, nailed it. Yeah. I, I out of somewhere that. in Gregory, Hungary, because that, that, that's a
0: good way, good way to put it. <laughs> Somewhere That's <in> absolutely
1: <laughs> unpronounceable, illegible in my mind.
0: I might take a shot at it.
1: If you want to just, to,
0: <laughs> just, to, yeah, just so Levente can uh or Levent Levent or Levante can uh make fun of me here. But it looks like uh Shekas Vervar. Shekas Verivar. Shekas Fervar. That's what it looks like. Shekas Vervar Hungry.
1: Yeah, I like it. There's a lot of, <laughs> like of team names he's played for last year. I'm not sure if I'm gonna get the pronunciation of that first one right I either try, but, yeah um, he played for the hungary u20 wjc last year and hungary u20 yeah <laughs> he played for a few teams yeah. in, in hungary <laughs> last year and now and now he's coming back across the pond to utah and at the moment he's the only goalie that we have knowledge of but i'm sure he'll be ready and willing to compete for the job
0: yeah he's got a lot of that international competition experience especially with a team like hungary that's a uh, Utah does it right. Utah always finds really good talent. They're the Mountain Division champions now, three years running. So, if it's a fourth guy, sorry, but I think they three peated. So, never shocked by their uh, by who they signed. They're uh, kind of very talented squad there.
2: Mm-hmm. They are moving on to Idaho Falls. They've had quite a few signings. The Ooh, first yeah. they've got a returnee, uh, Sean S.J. Lecomte Jr. If I miss SJ,
0: the baby,
2: look, back. back. Uh, he put up 48 points and 56 games played, which is a great number for them. They're, they're getting a good solid returner there uh, with experience with Idaho falls. So that's, that's always great for them, especially moving with moving on to the NCDC, mm-hmm. then moving on to the right-hand side, Carson gallon out of Novi, Michigan. He spent most of his season with the USPHL Charlotte rush, but also had a game with the NAHL with Springfield junior blues. Moving on to the left wing, Matvei Navmu. I think I just totally butchered that name. How would you say that, Chris?
0: Ooh, I'm going to go with uh, Matvei Namov.
2: Namov? Okay. All right. Yeah. Mat-
0: Matvei Namov. Reach we'll, out,
2: Matvei. Yeah, we'll go with that. Last season, he played with the USPHL's Patriots, putting up 48 points in 45 games. So definitely over a point per game player there. Another great signing for them. And then moving over back to the right side, or at least we have him on the right side here, Sabre Colbert uh, out of Clarkston, Michigan. Last season, he played for the Sioux Indians 18U AAA and the Sioux Eagles 18U AAA, putting up 32 points in 45 games with the Indians 18U team. Moving back to the defenders, uh, we have Mateo Mitrovic. Yeah, Mateo
0: Mitrovic. Mitrovic. Yeah, Mateo a, Mitrovic, yeah, he's Mitrovic. A returning
2: He's a returnee. they he's, a, <laughs> they he's got a, a good
0: international roster. They do.
2: They really do. He uh, they're, He's a returnee who put up 43 points in 44 games played last year, which is great for a defenseman. Those are some great numbers. Then we go to the right-handed side of defenseman. Another returnee, Tyler Rose uh, from Virginia, who also spent he also spent time with the NHL's Austin Bruins and the Twin City Thunders at the NCDC program last year. And moving on to our favorite position – a goaltender yeah. out of Czechia, uh, Lucas Malent. Uh, he split time between Des Moines Buccaneers and the NAHL's Corpus Christi Ice Rays last season. He's an 0-4 goaltender.
0: Yeah, they've got the all 0-4 goaltenders. Very interesting happening there in Idaho uh, because that means they can all come back next year. Um, yes. You know, they don't really have any goalies at the moment that are aging out. With like with names like Mateo Mitrovic, that's the other thing too. There's such an advantage to when you've heard the names before. Like I'm looking at like Saber Kolabere or mm-hmm. Sabre Colaber, <laughs> You know what's that? Uh, the Office episode where they said Sabre instead of Saber the whole mm-hmm. time. But mm-hmm. but like when you hear names like Lecomte all season and Mitrovic all season, unless the announcers are pronouncing them wrong, that's exact. But when you get some of these names like Lucas Milan, I'm assuming is how you would say it. You're not 100 percent sure, and then you hear the announcer say it like uh, our good friend here, Sam.
2: Yes, and you
0: suddenly realize it's you know the pronunciation of a name like uh, Ebbinghaus. So, yes, yes, because uh, otherwise we will we will screw those up. So uh, I'm I'm excited to learn how to pronounce some of these players' names this year. Yes,
2: and uh, and if and when I draft you, uh, definitely reach out and uh, tell me how to pronounce your name because I am not going to butcher your name again. That is not what I want to do. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. And as well, because we have the roster. So we're sitting here trying to also figure out when we, when we see some of their numbers, I'm like, I got to put that name down. Yes. Uh, And I've done that. And I'm what now, before we get into it here, uh, before I read about Provo, what am I at right now? I'm always curious. I'm at, it's over a hundred, a hundred. And I took one out because he's, he's transferred up to the AJHL. So I'm down to 114 names, mostly priority ranked. I'm, priority ranked up to 75 right now so i've just got to go through the last 30 guys and kind of shuffle them around but uh, my strategy has been slowly building i do it in little chunks when i'm like watching tv or uh i just need to brain dump and i just rather look at hockey stats usually when i wake up in the morning i just want to look at hockey stats for a few minutes and i'll rank like five (laughs) or six players at a time but We'll go in. We'll get into the uh, the fantasy league here in a second. In the meantime, we've got the Provo Predators out of the NCDC. Uh, they've made almost a handful of signings here, but they got Lance Mangel. Which again, this guy's name could be Mangel or Mangel. We won't know until the season starts if he makes the roster. You going Mangel.
1: No, I mean, I I'm just throwing out all the possible oh. pronunciations. <laughs>
0: We're mangling how we say it. That's probably That's what sure. we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a 2004 out of Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, last season, playing with the Cleveland Barons, 18U Triple A, putting up 66 points in 73 games. Including twenty eight goals, twenty eight or twenty six goals. Uh, looks like twenty six. They've also signed Ben Cleary, a left winger, two thousand five out of Prior Lake, Minnesota. Last season, playing with the NAPHL's Fairbanks Ice Dogs, eighteen U AAA, and the Fox Motors eighteen U AAA, putting up seventeen points in twenty two games. Then they've got uh, left handed shooter, centerman Andrew Murray. Uh, who is a 2005 out of Carmel, Indiana. He's an American Canadian. Last season playing with the Central Indians Knights high school program, putting up 34 points in just 14 games. And finally, Jason Gray, a right-handed shooting forward. Uh, 2005 out of my hometown, Buffalo, New York. Uh, last season playing with the Connecticut Chiefs, 18U AAA, putting up 67 points in 55 games, and that is with 28 goals. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, yeah, they've, uh, they've added some uh, firepower, that's for sure
1: snipers on that team possibly mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so yeah we're going to talk about rock springs next uh starting at the forward position we got a lefty forward 4 out of mission british columbia james beach who played for the pijhl's mission city outlaws last year next up we got luke jimenez a center an 5 out of winnetka illinois who played for who split time between the sioux indians 18u AAA, and the n-o-j-h-l uh sioux eagles last year and then another, the final signing was Sam Davidson out of Nanaimo, British Columbia, a lefty defenseman, played for the VIJHL's Port Alberna Bombers, and he was an assistant captain.
2: Moving on to our final team in the NCDC, the Pueblo Bulls. Uh, starting on the right side, we have Maritz Persson from Sweden. Uh, last season, he played for the Valentia... Hockey J20, he was their captain, playing a few games before putting up points with the Potomac Patriots. 43 points in 39 games with them, so he's definitely over a point-per-game player. Mm-hmm. Moving on to Drew Spaulding out of Knoxville, Tennessee. He split time between the Midwest Knights of the 18U AAA and the Indy Junior Fuel 18U AAA, putting up 92 points in <laughs> 77 games played. Oh, my goodness. And moving on to the back end, Gustav Sandberg out of Sweden. They love Swedish players here. Played for the Potomac Patriots, putting up 33 points in 43 games played. So they are definitely looking to push offense in Pueblo.
0: Yes, yes, they are in front of that usually, well, not usually, always packed house. I don't know if I've seen that place not packed. I'm sure maybe sometimes on like a Thursday game, they can only get it like the 89, 90% capacity. <laughs>
2: but, mm-hmm. uh, it's That's very rare
0: not to see that house. Oh, yeah, it's that crowd is crazy. Listening to people that play there and listening to the coaches to talk about that, they're like, yeah, the, the atmosphere, those fans, it, it's intimidating.
2: It'd be a great honor to play there. It'd be, uh, yeah, definitely take I'm that. Like- Boys, if you're listening, uh, definitely take crowds as something to really cherish because being a guy that's played in front of zero crowd and being guys played in front of a huge crowd, you want to play in front of that huge crowd, whether that's an away game or a, or a home game, you want to you wanna be able to have that crowd atmosphere.
0: You really do. Like you, you look at just the players that have reached out to me and talked about the fact that they were picked up by a tier two program in the, in the NCDC West and how excited they were to be finally playing in front of a crowd. Yeah. Um, It's a big deal because again, Ogden, I think their arena sits about 2,500 and it's usually at least two thirds capacity. Uh, The Utah outliers, I think it's 2000 ish and it's at least usually 75, 80% capacity. Mm -hmm. Um, Weblo. I, I think it's just under a thousand. I think it's like 600 to a thousand, but it's always packed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Idaho Falls, 4,000-seat arena, 90% packed. The only times it's not packed is on, like, Thursday games where, you know, you only get
2: 3,500
0: people at the game instead of 4,000.
2: Which is um, still amazing for junior hockey.
0: <laughs> which is – yeah, we're talking – that was when they were Tier 3 last year. They weren't even a Tier 2 program. They were Tier 3 and packed. Mm-hmm. I think they only had a few games that didn't sell out because they were Thursday night games. Uh, but their Friday, Saturday, or Sunday – Friday, Saturday, and Sunday games always sold out.
2: Um, it's it's always it, it, it's always like that too it's it's so it's awesome to watch cuz these guys get to really play in front of it before they go away to college and stuff like that so it really develops you as a player not just from the you know visual aspect of having fans and stuff but also from the mental aspect uh, yeah. the, i don't think it's talked enough about going into a place that has a bunch of fans and having to play in that when you don't usually get fans at home or something like that, it's a, it's a different mindset. You have to put your, put your mind into, you know? So uh definitely, definitely cherish those moments and, and soak them up.
0: Yeah, they should, because like, again, and like Provo, like Provo, you know, when the, when the Predators uh, became the new team in Provo this uh past season, um the, the Blades really didn't give local fans much to cheer about for two seasons. So, uh, you know, the Predators were the new team in town, uh, purchased and rebranded and everything. And um, it started off quite enough, but they were selling out games at the end of the season. I think yep. they they hold it just over a thousand. And uh, Rock Springs, this will be their first season uh, with all the other teams as the NCDC. But they're uh, joining the Mountain Division this year with, um, w- with the other five teams. And, uh, you know, from hearing from the players there, uh, I think that arena holds around a thousand. Um, and I think they can pretty much pack it. Uh, I think with the new transition to the Rock Springs Grizzlies, I'm hoping that uh, it might start off quiet enough. So if you're going to be end up with Rock Springs, hopefully they pack that place and they, they get that you know that fire built in that community yeah. to support that team. But again, listening to the the players that played on the team last year when they were the Prospectors, which the Prospectors have now moved to Casper, so it's a different organization. But yeah, I think listening to the, the players that the place could get packed. But uh, I think this is a good time to talk about. Another sponsor on this episode, and that's going to be DraftKings. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny 467 in Kansas, call 1 800 522 4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resorts, Kansas. In West Virginia, gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler or visit www.1800Gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for prom gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10 plus legal requirements for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit Restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Thank you, DraftKings, for sponsoring this podcast. And boys, we're moving into the Fantasy League. As many players are going to be out there, joining their Fantasy Leagues and doing DraftKings. Ours is just for fun. <laughs> like There is no money involved. Um, Ours is player exposure. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, honestly, Heath just nailed it. Ours is about player exposure. It's Yeah, we're going to kind of talk trash to each other throughout the season, but at the end of the day we all draft about 10 players and you know we we want to see those those 10 players advance and there's reasons to release players and such it's a little bit harder than you know uh i don't want this player anymore it's like no the the players missed a specific amount of games in a row or um you know a a cumulative amount of games and and boys that's kind of what the rest of this podcast is about because neither of you were in the um fantasy league last year because number one Heath, you were in the league so you couldn't play our our rules include the fact that players or families of players or coaching staffs um cannot be part of the league however um broadcasters because you talk about the game broadcasters fans uh us on the podcast here uh we're we're all involved in the league and it's a it's for fun because it is, you know, every every single evening I have to jump on there or actually for me, it's the morning over here in, in Copenhagen. Jump on and and see the numbers and, and hope the numbers are right, because sometimes the numbers can change, especially if they didn't put in the amount of saves for a goalie that night. They just show, you know, three goals
2: three shots. You know,
0: three shots. And it's like, uh, yeah. and then I have to wait and I have to make the player's name red because I had to wait for the count. And that count might not come for a week or something. So usually if I see that, I actually try to count the saves the goalie makes in the game. And then if they adjust it later, then and I pick up on it. I'll, I might change it. But I'm like, no, if I'm going to sit there and, and count total both goalies, then I'm going to count total both goalies and you know, get the points out there as quick as I can. Uh, again, it's it's all for fun, and that's why we do it. And so you're both part of it for the first time here. And kind of a quick brief on the Fantasy League is, um, as Heath said, it's for fun. The winner earns a title and bragging rights. So mm-hmm. last year's winner was Brendan Price, the then-broadcaster um, for the Northern Colorado Eagles. Um, and I think this year he's going to be calling the Northern Colorado Bears games there in the ACHA. So, but he won't be participating this year. I think he's one and done. He's afraid of us. I think he knows he can't win a championship again, Brendan. If you're listening to this, you're running scared. That's why you're not joining us. <laughs> and as you guys said, those who can participate, what we said here, like equipment managers, yeah, team volunteers, those people can participate. But if you're directly connected to a player, or you're a player, we're we're not we're not allowing too many people in because it just means more work for me. But uh <laughs> you
2: know and we don't want to break any rules. <laughs>
0: No, no, we don't. I have links galore. Every single player on this roster is, has a link to their lead prospects and each team's name underneath where the vision they play in is a direct link to that team's lead prospects. So I like my links. <laughs> it, it just helps, right, if everyone's doing the research for these players and stuff. But I'm going to explain the rules here, boys, and feel free to interrupt, especially if any questions, because you listeners out there are probably wondering what the heck's going on. But the players and teams considered in this year's Fantasy League will be the same team. So it's going to be the USPHL After Dark Fantasy League consists of the 18 teams out of the USPHL NCDC West. So those six teams and the Premier Pacific and Northwest Divisions, which have 12 teams between them. So those 18 teams. Now, you're wondering how we're going to mix NCDC players and Premier players in there. Well... (laughs) There's rules and guidelines, and I thought about these. So these might change before we actually start the season, boys, because this is where input's always helpful. Um, I think I've thought through most things, but when you start pointing things out, people can go, oh, well, what about this? What about this? But basically, the guidelines are there are no negative points for goals allowed, penalties, etc. cetera. As this is a junior hockey development league, all aspects of the fantasy league and the scoring shall remain positive. And, and that also applies to us as the fantasy team members. Uh, or I guess the owners, the fantasy team owners, any negative commentary regarding the athletes could be met with the immediate removal from the fantasy league participation. So I can't come in there and basically start trash since he's not here. And he, he can't fly across the ocean to, to mess with me yet. Ethan Blackburn, since he'll be on here soon. I can't just be like, wow, what a crappy, well, what a crappy weekend for him. Like I, I, I can't believe he led in those crappy goals, you know, that nothing negative about the players themselves. It's, it's all going to remain positive. I'm, because people have, we're goalies. I uh, mean, you know, at least Heath and I. And uh, you've watched an epic ton of hockey as a San Jose Sharks fan, so you know what what it's like to watch a team that struggles. Players have bad games. They have bad weekends. People have a lot going on in their lives. So we're not here to pile on top of what might be happening in the background. So all of the aspects of our fantasy league remain positive. It's junior hockey. It's supposed to be fun. That's what we're looking for. So uh to give these players a, you know, the attention they deserve and to have some fun while doing it. Any thoughts on any of that, boys? I think it's all good.
2: Yeah, no, I I I kind of missed some of that, but uh because I had to go take a call real quick.
0: Hey, I'm, the call came in.
2: The, the the second one, the second one. The oh, thir- I'm wow. still waiting I'm still waiting for the third one. Yeah, no, uh getting furniture delivered is a pain in the ass. Uh but
0: especially when you're not there.
2: Yeah, especially when you're not there due to weather. Uh, thanks, Hurricane Hillary. Uh, but no, I, I think that uh, what I've heard was great. You know, listening to the rules and stuff, I think that I think that you've kind of hit things for sure.
0: Yeah, we, we want to keep things positive. So and that says, who can we pick up? Well, each fantasy team can draft no more than one player per organization for a total of 10 players. So, for example, if you draft a player from the Rogue Valley Royals, that is the only player you can select from that organization. Positions as identified on draft days, one and two, because we'll have two draft days. That means that if I draft, I don't know, let's go with uh, Yuri Stalev, because he's a great example of this, where he was identified as a defender at the beginning of last season. And he might have been defense, right? So I think he actually did start as defense. He did. yeah, and so I drafted him, I believe, uh, as a defender, and then he switched to forward. Well, I don't have to, I don't have to drop him because he could always go back to defense. So I just end up with the additional forward. And should I later on in the season release Yuri because he's been injured for a while or whatever it is, because we'll come up with with release things, I have to replace him with a defender. I can't just because he's a forward now replace him with forward so weird things like that will happen throughout the season. There's ways of handling it. The key aspect is always have a couple goalies, a couple defenders, and six forwards on your roster when you pick them up based off your current roster setup. So uh, that's how that works. And of course, we're going to have two draft days, um, so we draft five players each one of those days. We kind of have the early one in early September and then the one about a week later. And the rosters also must be composed of three NCDC athletes. So you can choose what positions you want those ncdc athletes to fill but once you have three ncdc athletes which you have to have you can't draft anymore if you've drafted seven usphl premier players then you have to your, your next three players have to be ncdc so your roster must be comprised of two goalies two defenders six forwards three of those players of any position have to be from the ncdc and no player can be from the same team so there's 18 teams you draft you draft your royal that's the only royal you can get so you can't stock up with a bunch of uh, Rogue Valley Royals. You hear that, Sam? You can't do it. Uh, you can only have one. Now, the players selected on draft day, again, have to meet the above criteria. And I think I've already kind of gone over that aspect of if they're a defender, they're forward. And then they remain on your roster unless they qualify for one of the uh, release statements. Um, and we'll go over those. Any questions so far? Thoughts? Inputs?
2: Not, not necessarily. I think that I think we got a pretty good thing. No, Sam, we cannot hear you. Just to answer your question in the chat oh. there, um, but no, uh, yeah, no, I think that I think that we're hitting we're hitting all the questions that maybe our listeners have, and even you know some of us have had. I know me and you have had some conversations about yep. what the league's going to look like and stuff like that. It apparently says Chris is now backstage, so that's, oh, good. that's is he not, backstage? I have no idea. That's not good,
0: Sam. Add to stream. You back with us, Sam.
2: Okay. Yeah. I've been,
1: I've been gone for a while, to be honest here.
0: I know. I was just <laughs> thought you were being super quiet. Uh, Sam I mean, had our Sam, Sam's phone dropped and Heath was on a phone call and I was just talking into the abyss. I mean, <laughs> yeah.
1: I, mean I can still hear you. You're I, I'm, I'm listening. I'm just not replying, you know? Oh, okay. Well, I <laughs> no, no, Well, this is,
2: no, this it, is, you I, know, it this was the, backstage.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I glammed him because I'm on the document, so I can't see the stream. Uh ladies and gentlemen, we record on StreamYard, so a free advertisement there for StreamYard. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so I couldn't see because it doesn't make a notification. So StreamYard, if you're listening, if there's a feature for that, let me know because I haven't seen it. Because when somebody joins and I'm not looking at StreamYard, I don't know they've joined. They can hear everything that's happening, but I don't know they're there.
1: Yeah. So what that's... happened was I, I accidentally closed the tab and then I tried to rejoin and it had me backstage and I was like I don't think they can hear me, but I don't know nope. what to do about it.
0: <laughs> well, good thing. Heath was paying attention. One of us need to. Thank chat. you.
2: Heath. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, no, I, I, I messaged in the chat earlier when I was on the call and I was like, oh, the chat's still open. And saw your chat. So.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Um, All right. I haven't been saying anything important put it that way, but other okay. than the fact that, uh, that I was really hoping to stock up on Rogue Valley Royals, you know, just uh, have the, I know all 10 players, you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: and actually this podcast has been going a lot longer than I thought. So I'm going to kind of really quickly blast through the rest of this here and we'll kind of go over some details. But we're going to have two draft days and I've kind of already talked about that. And we'll, we'll announce those team names and everything. I think uh, Heath is still kind of finalizing his. And then when it comes to scoring... There are some notable scoring changes from last season. I can go over those with with the boys later. But goalie scoring is a full game played is three points. That is inclusive of an empty net. Partial games played is 1.5, whether you start or whether you've been pulled. Um, Like if you come in or you've been pulled, you still get a 1.5 points. You get 0.1% for um, a registered save. So if you make 30 saves, that's three points. Um, A win is 1.5 points. Overtime loss is a half a point. Assist is a goalie is three points and a goal is 12. Uh, Forwards and defense have the same scoring. They get a point for a game played, three points for a goal, 1.5 points for an assist, three fourths of a point for the additional point for a power play goal, 1.5 points additional for a shorthanded goal. And then overtime game winning goal is another point on top of the regular again. Regular goal points. Free agent release criteria before we wrap up. We don't want to release a lot of players. So the fantasy league will not allow trades or routine athlete releases. However, there are circumstances that will allow a fantasy team to release an athlete and acquire a new one. And this is again the notes the, the same guidelines on draft day for selecting a player will apply when acquiring a free agent. Your roster will determine, or your roster build will determine, what type of player you are able to select from free agency. So if a player is inactive for four consecutive games. So again, I knew last season I had Vanderhoff from Rogue Valley. When he got hurt, I knew he was hurt, and they said his the season was over. I couldn't release him until, at that point, he had missed his consecutive amount of games. This season, it's gone up to four. Last season, it was three. But if oh, they wow. miss four consecutive games, you can release the player because, again, sometimes you don't get – and the reason we do this is because sometimes you don't get the information from the teams. Like In that case, I actually heard you and your counterpart – Mentioned the fact that him and Ebbinghaus at the same time basically had season-ending injuries. And yeah. I had Vanderhoff, so I'm like, I have to wait three days because I can't be like, well, it said right here that his season's over, so I want to release him and draft a new player. I can't do that. I have to wait three games. Uh, so this season, that's four games. Also added this season is if a player's missed eight cumulative games. Mm. So... Because last season, like here's the problem. Like, again, I love my goalies, but if you pick up a goalie that ends up becoming the one B or basically the third goalie, and they only get one game every like few games, they don't necessarily miss four games in a row, but they're only playing a handful of games the whole season. Yeah. So if you start to pick up the fact, and again, we've all had it happen to us last season. The second we drop a player, they get all the starts, they're they're healthy. We all had it happen to us last season. So, but now if your player accumulates eight cumulative misses, you can then, you don't have to. There are players that literally, or teams that held on to a player, even though the player missed five, six, seven, eight games in a row. They just were like, no, I'm not releasing this player. When they come back, I want their points. So you don't have to release a player, but you're able to. So basically the inactivity and the, the consecutive misses are two reasons that you can release a player. The third reason is if the player gets traded, transferred, or promoted, um, basically uh, to a team outside of the west so say hypothetically um, Heath was uh, playing with uh, Fresno and he gets traded to Charlotte well I have I can immediately pick up another goalie now if Heath gets traded to uh, vernal if if I don't have another player on vernal Heath is still my my player I can't release Heath if mm-hmm. he gets traded to Vernal and I already have another goalie on the team, like I have Tarantino and now Heath, I can choose to release either player, but only one. And I don't have to do it immediately. I can I can hold that card for whenever I want. And so if you have a play, mm-hmm. two players that end up on the same team, you don't have to release one of them, but you can choose to release either of them because now you have more than one player per the team, but you, you're not forced to release that player. And again, if they get promoted up or something, like same thing, if, if if he got promoted to the NCDC West and now he's with Provo and now I've got four NCDC players, I don't have to release any of them, but I can, mm-hmm. you know, so and it, maybe that's one thing I have to think about. So
1: I, I do have a question. So then yeah. are you saying that you don't have to have all 10 teams represented at all times technically? No,
2: no. Technically okay. speaking, no. no. If,
1: no. but only if they get traded, obviously at the beginning of the season, we will have all yes. 10.
0: Right, but say hypothetically like say you have Ethan Blackburn and you know you get somebody like Heath, Heath's playing for Fresno, he gets traded to San Diego and now but they're both on San Diego. Well, you don't have to release him, but you can. And If you choose to release him, you just can't pick up. The thing is, you can't pick up a player from the one of the other nine teams that your players represent. You can't suddenly pick up another San Diego Sabre. You can't suddenly pick up a guy who is also like if you have a Lake Tahoe player, you can't pick up another Lake Tahoe player. You have to choose from one of the other teams you don't have a player from. Yeah. So because sometimes you'll be like, oh, I really wish I could pick up this defender. He's lighting it up. Well, you can't because you have this player and he's already on that team. He's on your team, and you 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 know you're unable to release him. So it really restricts how many times you can release a player because you really and you don't have any rights to a player when you release them. They go to free agency, um, right? And anybody else can pick yeah. them up if they again meet the requirements to re, you know to do so. So
1: um, did um, did that ever happen last year? Where you guys had like let's say like if the rosters were the same size, where you had ten players, but you only had like. Six or seven teams represented, and you could like, no, you could, no. It okay. was it was pretty. It's I mean, there were sometimes,
0: yeah. It's it's not that common for players to end up on the same team, and for you to have both of them. Uh It did happen with multiple players last year. But the thing is, like, there's those little rules. That it does. It basically allows you to release a player when it's right, and not just because you you don't like the point production. So you can't just release a player because you don't like the point production. So that's really? again, we we keep on the positive aspects of it. Yeah, um, yeah. and you can't say, Oh, this player is killing me. They only ever the, you know, I'm only getting points for when they make a start, you know, that happens. You still talk positive about the player. And, uh, if this situation happens where you're able to release them and you choose to, you can, but, um, at no point will it ever be negative. And plus I don't actually post the exact player's points for anyone else to see, but us as a, as a group, Yes, I just do the total yeah. for the team. Because again, there's also weeks on end where play teams won't play. So it's like, wow, like, you yeah, getting any points. Well, Fresno hasn't played in two weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's 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 junior hockey. We, we keep it all positive beyond that. There's really no reason that you can release a player truthfully outside of like them being traded out, missing the appropriate amount of consecutive or cumulative games or having too many of the same guy from the same team. So therefore you choose to release a player. But yeah, so then again each fantasy league team manager must monitor their own athlete situations and choose replacement players according to the established guidelines. So that's kind of our fantasy league and I we had a lot of fun with it last year. I don't think we talked about it as much last year as I thought we wanted to. Um, yeah. But we we talked about it a lot offline just not on the recording. So yeah. I also kind of want to bring that back into the the season and really kind of have and maybe maybe I'll start a Patreon, and maybe that's where people will be able to get some Patreon content or something. Mm-hmm. Where we, can, we can shoot the shit about our fantasy players then. But <laughs> I am advised by my wife that I need to get ready because we need to leave
2: very soon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yes. One, one question. Advised yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. One yeah. question before you go. Goalies, yeah. their points. Yeah. Yep. Do they get extra points if they get a shutout?
0: Is it not listed?
2: Do it you should did be. not. You did not say it. Oh no, it's on there. It. Is it?
0: Oh, but it's I did say it yeah you're right but yeah go yeah shout oh, out I mean I, I think it's four points for a shutout right where'd it go I just yeah, got to yeah. Talk.
2: okay yeah I know I see it but I, yeah. I thought I was just making sure that we're actually doing that because you you kind oh of yeah shutouts are
0: critical as goalies man that's you get a you get that shutout and that could be a shared shutout too that happened last year um yeah. a goalie gets injured cool. and the other goalie comes in and finishes a shutout that's a shared shutout
1: or a
2: team um, is going to get like one.5
0: so for a partial game played but you get the four points for the shutout
2: <laughs> okay. So we're not. So if yeah. it's a share. So if it's a shared shutout, are we not doing? Both goalies too, get
0: full points. Yeah. Both
2: both goalies get full points. Okay. Yep. All right. All yep. right. That's so.
0: It definitely happened last year. It definitely happens. So, so really, goalies are
2: the moneymakers, eh?
0: <laughs> goalies are your moneymakers. Yes, they can you very much be your moneymakers. So. And that but that that a the to if you're goalies. drafting players. What's that? Sorry.
1: Obviously you're not going to have both goalies from the same team. Um
0: well you can't, but it happened last yeah. year when when a, when a goalie got traded.
1: So Oh, wow. Yeah. Lucky it them. Last year. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, but again, that's that's up to their choice if they wanted to keep both goalies. And I think in both cases they I don't know, I'd have to look back at them. But um that's all good. But yeah, so that's, you know, lots of little moving parts here, but it'll be a fun league and for anybody super interested in in um wanting to join the league they can reach out and uh i won't guarantee entrance but uh because i don't want to count too many teams (laughs) you know we've already got six teams in the fantasy league and six teams was a lot more work than i thought it was last year so uh but uh but yeah and, and being part of the fantasy league we you might even get to jump on the podcast here and and uh and chat with us about those uh those fantasy teams but um but yeah that's that's how we're gonna do it this year and we look forward to talking about you players and and really, I'm, I'm so excited for the season. I can, I can barely contain it. But uh, I, I, I'm probably going to get in trouble here if I don't go get ready here in the next two minutes. <laughs> so I want to thank you listeners uh, for tuning in to this latest edition of Pigeon Hockey. Be sure to reach out and follow us on social media to stay up to date. And uh, if you're in the junior collegiate hockey worlds and wish to get on a future podcast, let us know. So this was the Pigeon Hockey Podcast with Chris, Sam, and Heath.
1: Have a great day, hockey fans. Have a great one.
0: And remember, listeners... Always clear your crease.